Welcome to Women in Academia podcast with Irena, where I will interview female researchers to understand the challenges that women in academia are facing today. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm very happy today to have on the show Marina Jovic. I know Marina from my childhood since we are from the same place. And I think Marina is one of the first persons in my environment that enrolled into university, which was very motivational and inspirational for me. Hello, Marina. Thank you for being my guest today. How are you? Hello. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm doing fine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can you introduce yourself and tell me more about your current position? Yes. Well, my name is Marina Jovic. As you said, I come from Serbia. Actually, I come from a small village in the north of Serbia, and it is the place uh, whose climate, nature, and uh, food I'm, I'm starting to learn to respect even more now. At, as at the moment, I live in Kuwait. Uh, I work as an assistant professor at American University of the Middle East, uh, and um, I'm employed at a liberal arts department. So this is very briefly introduction. Thank you for introducing yourself. Can you tell me more about your background and what brought you to the academia? Well, as for the background, I graduated from Belgrade University. This is where I did my bachelor, my master and my PhD studies. I worked uh, in a primary school, then I spent 12 years in, in a high school, Mitrovačka Gimnazija. And this place was very important for me because um, I was very lucky to work with uh, intelligent, ambitious students. And uh, somehow they motivated me to move forward. At the same time, school management was very, very open-minded, as the principal, namely. So she introduced... Um, project-based teaching to me and um, I enjoyed it really with my students. We worked with various uh, uh, institutions like BBC, British Council, Academy of Central European Schools. We worked with different schools. We started bilingual education. So every little chance that we had in this small town, we took it and uh, we made most of it. And it was so far from academia. All the time I was trying to go in that direction but life was somehow pushing me away from it Uh, my uh, how to say my first connection with academia was at the university Uh, the the moment I stepped I I wanted to belong to this institution I wanted to belong to this world Uh, I loved solving problems I loved learning itself it's um it is the drive that exists in you that pushes you forward to learn to, to learn always, even when the formal education is over, you have this drive within yourself. So, yes, that's a background. Thank you for sharing your background. I know that your students from high school, that they, are, uh, that they were very successful in different competitions and they yes, are very satisfied yes. with you as a teacher. Yes, they were great. I, I, there were obstacles and the problems that we faced, but uh, somehow at some point you managed to find the common ground with them and uh, the common language and you managed to motivate them and to find that spark in them as well. So it's, it's very fulfilling as an experience. Can you tell me what are the biggest challenges you have faced and obstacles you have to overcome on your journey? And if you had to start over, would you do something differently and what would that be? Yes, well, there were a lot of obstacles coming from the country, as you know yourself, uh, which was torn by war and many other problems that we were facing. The biggest problem was by 
budget itself. So um, the, the biggest problem for me was providing uh, funds and resources for my PhD studies. Um, and I, I had to work at the same time and um, educate myself. So it was um, very painful uh, at the end of the day to sit down and uh, write papers or do any kind of research. Because at times I, I had to take three jobs at, at the same time. And that was the biggest problem, time management. Also the bureaucracy. Uh, bureaucracy was um, sometimes overwhelming. So you had to wait five years for the faculty to organize post postgraduate studies. Then uh, we had to... I, I, got scholarship then they took away scholarship from us because the government did not have the resources then books and literature all of these things were a big problem so you need to go to google books they have one or two pages then you have to search for other um it was it was a little bit nightmarish but in the end you managed to overcome these obstacles and to finish what you started working on and um, it pays off in the end well i I think that I did not have many options available. I think I took most of them in life, but um, maybe I would have uh, tried the same thing as you. Maybe I would have, uh, I should have tried to, to enter PhD studies abroad because I think it's um, more student, maybe I'm making a mistake. But from experience of my colleagues here at AUM, I would say that it was more student friendly. It was a little bit more motivational, supportive, especially this relation with the mentor was, was more gratifying than in Serbia. From my experience, yeah, studying abroad, yeah, you are, it, it's more student-centered. And well done yes. for doing three jobs and PhD, like PhD is challenging. And adding three jobs on that, like even one job, I can't imagine. <laughs> It's hard. Yes. Yes, it is. It was hard, but it takes a little bit more time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the only problem. Every woman has different commitments and schedules in and out of the office. How do you manage your work-life balance? Well, I don't manage. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, it's a, it's a great disbalance. It, it's been a great disbalance for a long time. Even here, I'm a new employees so I, I have had to learn so much and I'm still learning so the best I can do is to have enough sleep and to eat healthy foods and you know those exercise mm -hmm. and the most important thing is to be surrounded with uh, uh, nurturing people people who are good friends people who are um, not going to drain your energy or take away your time uh, so people who are ready to help that's kind of um, best recipe for for feeling satisfied in the long run uh, and in addition to that um, when you have these jobs uh, you start appreciating your time so uh, you learn every minute is limited cannot be bought back it's not time is not money you lose time forever so you start appreciating it much more and and you learn to give to the givers and you learn to remove the takers, right? You learn to mm -hmm. prioritize and um, I'm still working on that. So this is how I'm trying to steal a little bit of time for my personal life. I agree that it's very important to have like very positive support, supportive social network. Yes. Yes. It's very important. Crucial. Yeah. Can you tell me more about your research or your teaching? Well, as for the research, it's kind of in a stalemate now because I'm working at a teaching university. I did a PhD in um, historical pragmatics. 
tactics. So I was tracing the development of uh, certain forms uh, from um, 18th century onwards. And uh, I'm still working on it. I'm, I'm still following the development in the, uh, at the modern times, uh, because as you, you know, language is... Um, ever-changing phenomena that changes with our lives and uh, as this is something I would like to spend more time on and as for the teaching I teach um, at the liberal arts department um, I teach writing courses and I have one course in um, academic skills and development and um, it's it's actually actually interesting I have both workshops and I have uh, the actual lectures so the students are nice they're very polite this is um, something that um, I've learned to respect in this country mm -hmm. more they're kind of more polite than than students um, uh, back home and um, yes it's 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 okay it's also fulfilling they also learn to appreciate the instructors who want to give them more knowledge and um, instructors who are interested in actually teaching them something rather than just finishing mm -hmm. the work and going home so again you get this nice feedback from them it's mm -hmm. also fulfilling that's good it sounds like a nice place to teach yes yes it's it's good can you tell me what are your hopes for your future career uh, well as for the future career it's very very difficult to speak about that at the present times of covid and uh, Mm -hmm. the challenges that we face but um, I would like to become associate professor mm -hmm. this is maybe the first step and then slowly go towards full professor mm -hmm. somewhere maybe I would like to be in a place that is more research oriented mm -hmm. rather than teaching uh, so all depends on on how life develops in the in the future so yeah that that is um, what I expect from my career further advancement good luck with that thank you can you tell me what are the top issues you see women in academia face today uh, well it's what we mentioned a supportive uh, environment lack of it in most cases mm -hmm. so um, i think most women are still struggling uh, to maintain life-work balance. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that um, no matter which culture we live in, it's still quite um, challenging to have a family and um, to have a career. Uh, some, somehow it seems to go smoother for men. So mm -hmm. I still think that there are a lot of tragedies uh, about um, women in academia. And um, I hope that... Um, slowly our generation your generation is going to change that um, in in a positive way yes. mm -hmm. i hope so yeah can you tell me what is the one piece of advice you would give to a young girl woman thinking about academia or to girl woman just starting out in academia well the most important thing is to be persistent it's just um to be persistent and um to, there were moments that they would give up, but um, they just need to keep going. And uh, even when you think, you know that much better than I do, when you think that all doors are closed for you, that there is no exit, exit you're just stuck where you are. There is always a tiny little hole through which you can squeeze and get out into the world. And then it goes, it goes smoother and nicer. So just persistence, nothing else. Great advice. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so Thank much you. for being my guest today. It was a pleasure.
Thank you too for inviting me. I was flattered to, to be part of this um, very nice group of women and to be your guest because I appreciate your accomplishments um, very, very much. Thank you so much. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for listening.